the first thing is like try to find common ground with this person, right? Try to build that connection. We always talk about connection. And I think in these situations, every time I hadn't done that with this person yet because I was so like, oh, this person wants nothing to do with me. But you have to at least try to build some sort of relationship and understand where they're coming from. Oh, yeah. I love that, man. That's an amazing tip because, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And uh, it's, you know, when we have these conflicts with people, you know, for whatever it is, a lot of times we don't realize that the conflict, the strife that we have is more about a lack of connection than anything, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for your career and your finances. You are alongside your favorite pals, career advisor extraordinaire, the best decision Airbnb has ever made, Sergio Valentino Patterson. What is up, everyone? And I am your other host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy. Welcome into a career advancement edition. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the keys to being someone that is liked at work and being known as easy to work with. I'm sure all of you have worked with what we call toughies, people that you just don't get along with, you don't really, you don't really vibe with, and you know everyone may talk about them around the water cooler, uh, the issues that they're having, and how do you deal with them? And most importantly, how do you not become one? Maybe we are one of those. Serge, am I one of those? Uh, no, you're not one of those. Oh, thank God. Sometimes. Thank God. What do you mean sometimes? When you start breaking out your 40, 60, 30, 70, whatever it is. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. We are not friends right now. All right. Anyways, <laughs> but Serge, why don't you give a little uh, bit on uh, what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, yeah. You set it up nicely. So it's two parts. I think we wanted to spend time on how to be somebody who's known as somebody who's easy to work with and somebody when you're not in the room, people are saying good things, right? I think in my career, I've, I've realized how important it is to create that kind of uh, brand, personal brand. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way I think about it. And in general, like when you're working in Silicon Valley and these tech companies, in most most companies in general, you're going to have to work with lots of people. So you need to know how to work well with others. And then on the flip side, the other part of this episode is going to be how to deal with difficult coworkers, right? You, you mentioned toughies. Yep. Toughie, I think that came from... Uh, Alana Our Karen. Girl, Alana Karen. Yeah. Right. From Google. Shout out to Alana Karen. So she she gave us some, I think she talked a little bit about that, but we all have toughies in our life, whether it's at work or at home. No comment. And we have to learn how to deal with Well, toughies. who is at your home that was a toughie, Sergio? I just let's let's explore that a little deeper. Kiana, my little girl, she drives me nuts every day. Is that it? She's is it a toughie. Just Kiana, okay. Just Kiana. <laughs> Anyways how to deal with difficult coworkers. It's important because it's going to come up. So that's the two part, how to be someone that's easy to work with and how to deal with a difficult coworker. All right. I love it. So before we get into that topic, let's talk about maybe those toughies that we've had. Uh, I'll let you go and then I'll go with some examples of toughies that you've had. Yeah, I've had, I've run into a few, you know, you, it just happens. It's a part of life. One example I had in my career was, Somebody who I think was overly obsessed with with work and expected everyone else to kind of follow their lead in terms of like, we're going to work, I'm going to work on weekends, I'm going to message you on weekends, I'm going to, it's just, 
all day long, every day, all day, 24 seven. And no lack of like understanding that people might have a life outside of work. So when, you know, me having kids and family, like there was just no understanding. Right. And this person was a, was my manager at the time. So it, it was very difficult to have a manager who had no empathy. Mm. And the the outcome of that was, I mean, ultimately I left the company, but you know, over time the relationship got a little bit better, but it was it was a struggle because when you're dealing with somebody who has no empathy, it's very difficult because they can't understand or put themselves in your shoes. Yeah. So that that was just a real big struggle and that impacted you know a couple years of my career so that that's that's top of mind for me. i think it's a big one right because i think a lot of folks like when they get in like higher level roles i think you either have managers that rule by force and you know they're not understanding or you can get ones that understand you and try to sympathize with you yeah that's huge but that's a common one that i hear yeah uh, for me this goes back to like when i was in in college I worked at a general nutrition center. You you know that you worked G- there too, actually. GNC. We worked at different ones, but uh, yeah. So I had this person that was a coworker, and uh, the manager left at the branch, and this other coworker. She was you know I was just kind of like part time at GNC, but she was working there all the time, and she did a good job. Like she you know she did all the tasks that she was supposed to do, and she was kind of a team player. The manager left. And then she got promoted to the manager level and she completely changed. She started to be like, oh, I'm a manager now, so I don't need to do anything. And so what she did, <laughs> and she's you know, kind of a bigger lady. And so all she would do all day long is she would eat. She would just eat all day long in her office. And she'd always say like, I'm hypoglycemic. I have to eat all the time. And she was, <laughs> I don't know if that was true or not, but she was, she all she literally did when she came to work after she got promoted was she was just eating, eating, <laughs> like grazing constantly. And she wouldn't do inventory. Not- she wouldn't stock. She just didn't do anything. And so what she did is like all the other people that were there, she's like, you go do that. You go do that. And it kind of made everyone that was there like, dude, she's being so lazy. Yes, you get it. You're a manager. But being a manager doesn't mean you don't do any work. And you just, yeah. all you do is tell other people. So I remember when she got promoted, first thing she did when I came in and she's like, here's the mop and a bucket. Go clean the bathroom. I was just like, whoa, this is this is different. Like, okay. And then, you know, she wouldn't help out with inventory, which was like a big thing there. And so it was funny is like, I was kind of disgruntled. I was like, what is this girl? She's so lazy. All she's doing is, you know, eating and giving orders and she does absolutely nothing. All she did is stay in the back office and watch TV. Yeah. And then, um, other employees got disgruntled. And so there was another employee and he started just stealing from the, the company. He was just taking product every single day. And I was like, well, I probably should say something, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be leaving this company, so I ended up applying somewhere else. But it was interesting is, I think that employee and maybe another one took so much product that when the company came in to do a uh, big inventory, they fired her because of all the missing stuff. And so she could have wow. controlled that if she actually did her job and took part, but said she just pissed off some employees and they. They basically ran amok. So that was that's one of my ones from that's a you know, tough back one. In the day. You had a eater, you had a thief, slacker, yeah. all that's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for sharing, man. Uh we can get into it. So I think let's start with 
you know, we just talked about difficult coworkers. Let's let's just let's stay on that topic. So we're all going to run into them, and I think there's ways we can uh, can deal with them, right? You 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 had your situation, and I'm sure you have in your world, Lee. Like you probably have difficult difficult clients, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's not coworkers. Maybe you're dealing with difficult clients. Before I get into it, is there any tactics or strategies you use to deal with, you know, difficult clients? Uh, deep breathing, you know, just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's, that's it. But then I think you also have to, um, as I've gotten more experience, I've learned that you have to be more selective. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think most of my difficult clients are mistakes that I made years ago and I've still stuck with them and I just deal. But now that I've learned, yeah. like, it's just not worth it. Like, just don't go down the road to begin with. And I haven't really taken on any recently but now it's more about just vetting that's smart so in 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 work we can't vet our coworkers. our coworkers are our coworkers, right so <laughs> sometimes we're stuck with people who may there's different like difficult coworkers. when i think back you know one one example is just somebody who's always negative or complaining or gossiping mm. right that's like a type of a coworker you might run into and these are these are some of the worst because they can impact you in so many different ways right like one like your mindset mindset's everything i think in life in general and if you if you feed this coworker if you like let them tap into that and then you start gossiping and then there's all these politics and then like it doesn't end well for you so i think like one one like tactic or thing to be aware of is when you you need to be able to recognize these people who are constantly negative constantly gossiping mm-hmm. constantly looking at ways to talk about others right those that's not a good thing i think it's you know myself i think it's good to be realistic and honest and give feedback to people but if it's always negative or you're constantly talking about someone it's not good right like i think that's just in life in general so a way to deal with somebody like this is one like try to avoid them when you can like Mm -hmm. like try to you know if, if they're seeking you out or trying to like you know let's have a meeting i need to talk about this thing like try try to avoid as much as you can another like tactic I've used in the past is like you kind of like call it out in a way where maybe there was like a shitty meeting or maybe there's something that happened but what you can do in these situations is be like you know what actually this this actually went pretty well and you kind of like combat their negativity right off the bat because what what ends up happening is you'll get pulled into their like circle of of negativity yes I don't know if that makes sense but like I, I think like it well, it's give you more barriers to yeah. them just wallowing in their own grief, pity, and anger, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's important to be able to recognize the, the call out here and the tip is recognize when you are dealing with these people. And if you are one of these people, slap yourself <laughs> because you need to snap out of it. You, you can't just be negative all the time. You can't be play the victim card and the office politics and the gossip, like you have to move on from that. And the complaining, like giving feedback and trying to offer solutions is a good thing, but just talking about the problems without a solution. In my career, I've noticed management, like they don't want to hear just about the problems. They want to hear about the problems, but then they want to know what's the solution. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. So a tip here is like when you're dealing with these types of people, like try to get them to start thinking about the solution and not just 
echoing all the problems with the company. Yeah, I think that's a great advice because I think you might be right with your, uh, you know, when you go to management and tell them like, hey, this is an issue. But you kind of look like the complainer. You kind of look like the whiny person, even if you're not. Yeah. So that's dealing with the complainer. That's going to happen. The other type of difficult coworker you might deal with is somebody who wants to be the center of attention all the time. And maybe there's somebody that's like taking credit for your work, maybe like underselling the value you had in the, in the project. That happens a lot. I think a way to deal with this is really start documenting, you know, the work you've done, make sure your manager, we talked about managing up a lot in the past, make sure your manager is aware of the exact contribution you had to whatever the work is, whatever the project is. So they're aware because this does happen. Some people are louder than others. This has happened to me in my career where I played a big role in something and like, I didn't feel like I got the credit I deserved, maybe because somebody else was a little bit louder. And you're going to run into these people who are just really good at selling and kind of overselling what they did. And you might get left in the dust. And I, I call this as somebody that's difficult. This is a difficult worker, coworker, in my opinion, because like they're just kind of overselling slash lying a little bit. But like this is going to happen a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you have to be able to like navigate and combat these people when you deal with them because your work it's so important right now so that leadership knows okay well what did sergio do to this project so i can back him up when i'm thinking about promotions and raises and that sort of thing you'd be surprised how often this happens no i i get that but also i think a lot of it's some yes lying can be involved with those sort of toughies but i think a lot of people just believe their own bullshit yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah, they can yeah. they can fall like I actually did that, and then from the outside you're like, you ain't done none of that. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 your ass you, is crazy. Yeah, but they can truly believe it. So I think it's both sides there. Like, yes, yeah, some can just lie about their achievements, and I think some like delusional people can actually like I don't know, like you know, basically do mental jujitsu and like actually believe something that really never happened. I've seen both. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on. Yeah. So that we talked about uh, the complainer. I like that word you used. And then we talked about somebody who's actively trying to take credit for your work mm -hmm. and ways to like navigate. And then I think this third one, this third one is going to come up a lot. It's just somebody you just don't get along with. Like it's just, it's just not clicking, right? It's something they, they always have something to say. Maybe they'll always ask you super tough questions in meetings and you just don't understand why it's not clicking. This has happened to me a few times. I don't know if it's happened to you where it's just, you just don't get along with somebody mm. for whatever reason. No one knows why or what. Right. And this is actually an interview question that comes up with a lot is like, tell me about a time when you've dealt with a difficult coworker. Right. And the scenario I always think about is during my time at one of the companies I, I worked at, I could just tell he didn't like me. You know, mm -hmm. you just, you just got, you just got the vibe. I could just tell because in every time I presented, it was always a really insanely tough question or like something that just, didn't even need to be said. Yeah. And the way to deal with these people I've learned is like, try to find, there's like a couple things. The first thing is like, try to find common ground with this person, right? Try to build that connection. We always talk about connection. And I think in these situations, every time I hadn't done that with this person yet, because I was so like, oh, this person wants nothing to do with me. But you have to at least try to build some sort of relationship and understand where they're coming from. Oh, yeah. 
I love that, man. That's an amazing tip because, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, a lot lately and uh, it's, you know, when we have these conflicts with people, you know, for whatever it is, a lot of times we don't realize that the conflict, the strife that we have is more about a lack of connection than anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you think about it, like everything that's good in this world practically happens through connection. You know, with our family, our friends, it's easy. Some, it's easy. Uh, maybe you get in a tiff with family or friends. Yeah. That's generally from a lack of, that's a disconnection right there. Yeah, lack of connection, understanding. Yeah, so like, yeah, I think I love that advice. I love the way that you laid it out there. But yeah, man, like they, connecting with people is just so vitally important, just in general, but especially when there's conflict, right? Like fix it, you know, fix that connection yeah. so you can yeah. fix the problem. Yeah, it's connection and then understanding where this person's coming from. You might learn that like they're having a difficult time with something outside of work, right? You might learn that they're swamped and they're just taking it out on you. In this situation, what I learned was this guy was just like incredibly like overworked and stressed out. Mm -hmm. And then once we made that connection, the whole relationship changed. Yeah. Then I learned like, okay, I need to like, pause a little bit and see okay well he's pissed off because i'm asking him to do this other work that he's already swamped with all this other work so like i wouldn't have known that unless i tried to make the connection yeah so that's spot on you know this has been you know a more challenging year for me you know with sister-in-law passing dad passing and what it's kind of taught me is that you never know what's going on through people's minds Right. You yep. never know what people are really going through. I'm speaking more for like my family members and people that I love. Yep. But you just don't you don't know. And I think that's why it's really important that, you know, just as good human beings, when people give us a reason to be upset with them, is you know, try to look beyond that at first and really try to figure out like, you know, what's really going on with them. And, and even if you don't know, I think you should always like use that as like a uh the first criteria. Like before yep. you jump to like, oh, this person's a shitty worker or they suck at whatever they do. I mean, just kind of think about like, all right, what's this person going through? And then through time, you know, make your judgment. Don't make your judgment right off the bat. If, they, if they're still a yeah. shit person, you know, many months out. Yeah. Maybe. But, you know, you never know through the sayings like you periods. never know uh, what somebody's struggling with or ba- uh, battling. I probably have that, that wrong, but like we just never know. So I'm I'm with you on that. Like you just never know what someone's going through. So take the time to understand and like have sympathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, those are kind of the, the big buckets for dealing with somebody, you know, difficult. I think we landed in a good spot. Anything else before we move to like how to be somebody who's easy to work with on the opposite end? <laughs> no, I like it. I think that was that was perfect. <laughs> cool. So on the flip side, I think something I've prided myself <clears throat> and I've gotten feedback throughout the years is somebody who's relatively easy to work with. Right. And what that means, in my opinion, is somebody who, you know, people want to work with. You're not going to make it more like harder on the project. You're not going to make it like super, super difficult or it's not going to be intense. There's all these different things. Right. So I think a part of this is like building your brand. Right. Mm -hmm. So if, if somebody's early in their career, you want to be known as somebody that's easy to work with. It's as I know it sounds simple, but throughout our whole lives, like you've been with that person who's not easy to work with Lee. Like I think relatively like it's it's so important to have that personal brand of somebody that's easy to work with, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's different things that go on. We talked about connection that actually 
making that connection, I think it's as a part of being easy to work with as well. Absolutely. It's, I was actually, actually thinking like, about that too. I was thinking yeah. about all the problems that, you know, I've had through uh, work and I'm like, man, like a lot of those could have been, you know, different if we were just more connected and on the same page. Yeah. And on the connection front, it's like in early in your career, as you're starting at a new company, be curious, ask questions, make connection, like try to like understand what's important to people on a personal level and then understand what's important to them on the work level. That's something I'm very intentional about doing. Like I, before I talk about work, I try to get to know the people as, as humans, right? I want to know yeah. if they have, what kind of dog they have, how many kids do they have, whatever. And then over time, that like, that is just helpful to the relationship because when you do have those moments with somebody that's more difficult, you actually have a, you know, a track record of building these connections with them. So it's easier to have tough conversations. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, uh, I'll just throw another example right there. So, uh, you know, as I talked about before, my uh, family's been going through some tough stuff, especially my uh, my wife. Yeah, uh, been a tough year for her. A lot of times when we go through things, we don't want to talk about it. We just kind of want to like, you know, so I want to talk about it. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk to people at work about it. I'm, You know, and then maybe your work falls off a little bit because you have uh, you're dealing with anxiety, depression, whatever just a tough patch. Yeah. She did a good job of kind of bringing her workplace into the fold and, and, you know, having conversations about what she was going through. Um, and a lot of people don't do that. A lot of times, like, you know, they just let their, their work drop off and they don't really, it, there's a disconnection, you know? And I, and I get that because a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but I think what it did was it gave everyone that she works with, more understanding and being more sympathetic to the situation that she was going through. And I think that's something that, you know, people need to remember is, you know, like, yeah, you have this choice to not let people you work with into your life, you know, but that that can lead to, you know, faulty judgment, you know, on the other side. And so I think it's up to you, you know, how much you want to share and how much you want to be connected. But when I look back at, you know, situations I've been in and issues I've had with people that worked with me, worked for me, is more about there was a lack of connection, lack right? Of like they yeah. didn't tell me what was going on in their situation. Like they basically, you know, there's something going on, you know, personally, something they're dealing with and they just don't say anything. And I don't know what's going on. So I, I all I can do is, you know, come to the conclusion that they're just not being responsible. So going back to that, yeah, connection is huge. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. when you're going through rough, rough stuff, like be more willing to share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it just breaks the ice. Like when you're, when you're real and you kind of get to know somebody as a person, I think that's also helpful. So that's like step one, always think about connection and, and how you can build better relationships with people. Right. The other thing I was thinking about was I, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but like being somebody who just in most situations says yes. Right. Like you want to be known as somebody who gets things done. Somebody comes with you with a with an ask or a question and it makes sense and you have the bandwidth to do it. Say yes. If it if the answer is no, that's fine, too. But offer even if it's no, you maybe maybe you can offer a, you know, hey, I can't help out here, but I know somebody who can. Right. Yeah. And if, if you're always the no person that you don't want to raise your hand for different things and. Uh, different opportunities 
that also has a that has a big impact on your career as well because management will be like, well, I know Sergio's not going to want to do this. He just wants to do exactly what's in scope for his job, and that's all I'm going to ask him about. So then you'll you're going to you're actually going to miss up miss out on opportunities by not saying yes enough. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and it, it, you don't want to overburden yourself by just saying yes to everything, but the mentality and the mindset is. You want to be somebody that people can be like, you know what? We have this new project. Who's just going to be like, let's do it. Let's jump on board. Let's get this done. Who's that person going to be? Sergio. Yes. Super Sergio. Yes. On steroids. Yeah. Um, super steroided Sergio. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty straightforward, but you actually be really surprised at how important this is and how many different opportunities it'll lead throughout your career. If you're known as somebody who can just jump in and do things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just a couple other things. We talked about not being a complainer, but being a problem solver makes you even easier to work with because everybody can tell you what's wrong with something. Something few can offer solutions. Mm -hmm. Right. So something I've tried to try to do in later in my career is like, if I find a problem, I don't just say the problem. I'll, I'll talk about what the issue is, but then I'll also like have a recommendation. Mm -hmm. And I think over time, it just sets the culture for the team. Because I think a lot of people early in their career, they're just like, oh, this, this stupid process at work, just, I hate it. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. But in reality, they should be thinking about, it's great you identified that bad process, but how can you fix it? How can you solve it? Right? So we, we talked about making connections, being somebody who can say yes and get stuff done problem solver. I think like these last few that I, I was thinking about was like positivity, have high ethical standards, always do what's right. Right. And then people will know they can trust you. Right. Positivity goes a long way. I think there's like, be authentic about it though. I think there's fake positivity and fake smiles. I think bring your, be your authentic self and try to, it, it goes back to that, like offering solutions. So it's like, positivity, do what's right, right? Um, oh, the last one I was thinking about was uh, always show appreciation. At Airbnb, we have a way to, uh, it's actually like an online tool where we can like appreciate different people publicly. So it's like, a, imagine like a feed of like kudos. Mm -hmm. And I do that all the time, right? And I, I don't think people understand so I do that. And then also like live in meetings, I'll call people out and saying like, just thank you for doing this awesome thing. Cause a lot of people go underappreciated. And I had one person tell me how much it meant to them for me to call it out in a meeting about the work they were doing, because they just, it was like a thankless job. It was yeah. like a coordinator or something. It was like a coordination type job, but that, that's how like companies stay, stay afloat. So really thanking people and showing that you appreciate them like goes a long way. So all of these things, I think, will help you become somebody that people want to work with. Oh, yeah. I could not agree more. That's amazing. But, yeah, that's all I got. So, hopefully, you are not a difficult coworker. And hopefully, now you know how to deal with difficult coworkers. That was fantastic. You always surprise me. I always expect something so low and not that great. And you do such a great job, man. I, I set low expectations and I <laughs> over deliver. You constantly over deliver. <laughs> That's why you are super steroided, Sergio. 
maybe your new nickname for the podcast but hey hopefully that was helpful everyone if you guys got questions make sure to send them to ask at the foodtire.com surge is great at this but yeah hopefully that was really helpful and that was very helpful for me so thank you sergio you are truly uh, one of silicon valley's finest i appreciate that you've been listening to the free retiree show so long for now securities offered through securities america advisors inc member finra www.finra.org sipc www.sipc.org a separate entity Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities American Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities American Advisors, and Securities American Incorporated are separate entities. Career advisor Sergio Patterson, attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities American Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. All or portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Airbnb Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.